Tonight we're going to look, uh, I've been told, to keep it brief. Um, tonight we're looking at three uh, images uh, we find in God's Word here. Um, and thinking about how that relates to us, thinking back on this last year and thinking about the year ahead. The Christian life being one of being a soldier, an athlete and a farmer. And their work all involves hardship, happy days. Uh, but it all involves the end goal, the end game. Uh, let me pray, and then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, we pray that you meet with us now. Lord, we thank you that your word uh, tells us that we can think on these things in this passage, and you will give us insight and understanding into all of this. Lord, we pray that you'd feed us now, you'd encourage us, Lord, you'd send us out to live and appraise and to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. 2019's most popular film was, of course, uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, an epic struggle of these variety of superheroes against the main villain, Thanos, who destroyed half the universe. And they wanted to try and save the universe. The main characters all agreed they had to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, and, you know, not to spoil it uh, too much, uh, but they... They suffered, they struggled, they fought hard, had a couple of losses, and in the end, they managed to save the universe. Harder, 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 peacetime. Or take the film The Great Escape. Um, you've got these, these men, uh, they're working really hard, uh, and it's all about the end goal. They're not just digging for the fun of it. Uh, they're not gardening. They are digging to escape. Harder, 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 escape plan. You see in these films, or great stories we get uh, in the world. Suffering is kind of part of, of the business, but there's always this payoff at the end. Now, we love this ideal, uh, sort of romantic ideal in films and in stories, but when it comes to real life, we'll pretty much do anything to avoid the suffering part, but get the good stuff at the end anyway. Um, Pre-peeled carrots are a fantastic example. Uh, where you can pay someone else to peel them for you, and then you just get the joy of the carrot at the end. Um, but, you know, this comes out in our culture in many ways. Uh, more seriously, you know, we've got you know, one-night stands instead of the hard work of marriage, and, of course, maybe the, the greatest British dream, to win the lottery, um, because it's the ultimate payoff at the end without any hard work. Because in many ways, we're in a culture that has lost faith. There's no ultimate end anymore. So what am I work really working hard for? Um, that famous poet Hannah Montana said about 10 years ago, um, it's not about what's waiting for me on the other side, it's the climb. It's just all about what is here now and there's no real thing at the end. Imagine if an athlete lost faith that the finish line even existed. Um, imagine that they're just sweating, they're plodding, they're running along there and they just lose faith, they lose heart. If you're anything like me in the Christian life, sometimes that can feel a little bit like our experience, because life is hard. The Christian life especially is hard, and we can often lose perspective, we can often lose faith, we can often lose sight of that end finish line. But good news, there's a letter in the Bible called 2 Timothy, and here we've got an aged Apostle Paul, at the end of his life, he's writing some words of instruction, wisdom, encouragement to a young pastor called Timothy. And he gives him these three images um, the, of the Christian being a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. 
So let's gather around at the end of 2019 and see if we can gain some encouragement to keep on going into 2020. First point, what do they all have in common? Well, they all have suffering and endurance. So soldiers, they've got months and years of training. Uh, a friend of mine, Johnny Cripps, is doing it now. Um, it's really hard work. Athletes, that's really hard work of suffering and endurance to get trained. Here's a little, uh, little thing here. This, I found on the internet, if you're thinking for a New Year's resolution, this is Mo Farah's typical training week. Okay? Um, so you know, he's lost me on the first one there. Monday morning, 10 mile just recovery run. Uh, that would finish most people off. So um, working hard, all those moments, just enduring pain, plodding along, getting up early. The farmer, up early in the morning, little holidays, kind of self-employed, constant persistence, planning, hard work. These three groups choose to suffer and endure willingly. How about the Christian? Well, tough news. Jesus actually says we're going to have trouble in this life, John 16, 33. We see that Christians are not spared of many, many of life's uh, struggles and pains. We're often to expect persecution, John 15, 20. So far, this doesn't actually sound that good. Our culture has thoroughly switched off at this point. Why would these people, why would these, 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 these jobs, but why would Christians as well, why would they choose hardship? And before it gets better, it actually gets a whole lot worse. Because point two, what do these three things have in common? They all have to play by the rules. A soldier has to obey the commanding officer. An athlete, you know, when doping cases like the famous one of Lance Armstrong come to light, um, why do we have so much, such a big problem with that? Why do we take away all these titles? Because an athlete has to compete according to the rules. A farmer can't just decide to plant all their crops when it's convenient to them. They have to play the, play the game. They have to wait for the right time of year for the right crops. How about the Christian? We have to play by the rules too. We're not following God's rules in the Bible in order to get ourselves to heaven. We know that Jesus has done that for us. But we obey for relationship. And relationships have rules. And it's going to be in a relationship with God we're going to be most effective for him. Look at verse 10. Paul says, He endures everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. He's enduring for, he's, he's in this relationship with God, which is then making him effective to serve others as well. So as Christians, we've got to play by the rules to be effective in God's work. Now to our culture, this is sounding even worse. It's going to be hard. I have to follow the rules. Why do it? Point three. All are looking forward to a reward. Picture the soldier fighting hard and then winning the battle. The victory at the end. It's all worth it. It's all paid off. If they were going to be defeated, they could be saying, no, we've got to press on, otherwise my mate so-and-so, he died for nothing. Yeah, they fight onwards for the vindication at the end. The athlete, they run, they win the race or they get to the end. All of Mo's training pays off. The farmer, he works hard. He gets the harvest. The Bible says there is an end. There's a hope uh, beyond the grave. Uh, a few 
weeks before going to Haiti. This time around, I was teaching on a, on a trauma course uh, in the north of England somewhere and uh, was having uh, one of these like, faculty uh, meals and at it was uh, this pediatric consultant, um, nearly turning 50, uh, really well-off guy. Sounded like he had a great family, great house, great everything, and really clever, really, really funny guy. And we were having a bit of a sort of frank chat about life, the universe, and everything. And he said to me, he said to me, look, I'm an atheist. And to be honest, the idea of me turning 50 scares the living daylights out of me. He said, the idea of getting old, the idea of reaching the end of my life, he says, look, mate, to be honest, scares so much out of me. Except he didn't say living daylights. Um, that's the logical conclusion of atheism. He's got everything, but he is afraid. What's at the end? Why suffer? Why obey for the now? Yes, but the end. What's the end? Look at verse 11 to 13. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. As in, if we fully reject Jesus out and out, he's going to tragically leave us to our choice. If we're faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Look at the hopeful language there, the future language. Live with him, reign with him. What's the end for us as Christians? Revelation 21. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Christian, here tonight, this is your hope. If you had to do a graph of this to try to explain what I'm trying to say, uh, or a graph of these three jobs, I think um, it would probably look a bit like a tick. Um, this apparently is called a J-curve. It's important in mathematics. No idea. Um, but it's harder, it's harder, it's harder. It goes up. It's negative, it's negative, it's negative. It goes up. The soldier, they fight on, they tire, they take some hits. The victory. The athlete runs, they get sweaty, they look haggard, they look like they're about to die, and they get over the finish line, and they get the medal. The farmer, they sows, they weed, they water, they watch the sky, they worry, they harvest, they feast. Harder, 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 glory. And the Christian life's the same. Philippians 2, Jesus humbled himself as a man, obedient to death on the cross, therefore God exalted him to the highest place. Joseph, despised, sold as a slave, slave in prison, uh, you know, accused of wrong things, saviour of the ancient world. Harder, 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 glory. The Apostle Paul, 2 Timothy 4, 6, later in this letter, he says, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. The time for my departure is near. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. Not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Harder, harder, harder. Glory. The, um, the early church, uh, 2 Corinthians 1. Paul says, I don't want you to be uninformed about the hardships we experienced in the province of Asia. Great pressure beyond our ability to endure. Despair of life itself. 
We felt we received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us, and he'll keep delivering us as you help us by your prayers. Harder, harder, harder glory. The mission hospital in Haiti. The staff there, they work in a war zone. It's harder. They pray for patients. They uh, give uh, of their own money uh, for patients. It's harder. They see thousands of discouragements every day. It's harder. They look up. They faithfully trust the Lord who will not leave them. They have their hope in him and they continue with impossible strength, glory. Christian, are you struggling here tonight? Are you on the harder bit? I'm saying harder, you're going, absolutely. Take heart. Be encouraged that glory is coming. Yes, there is great joy to be had in the Christian life now. Yes, there is no better way to live by being a Christian right now. I'm not putting that down, but it's a fight for that joy too. As Martin Lloyd-Jones says, do you want to crawl over the finish line or do you want to crash through the ribbon? Do you want to crawl over the finish line? Do you want to crash through the ribbon? Fourth point, how do we finish strong? We've got a few clues here. Look at verse 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. He will keep you to the end. Being confident of this, Philippians 1.16, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He will keep you to the end. But what can, is there anything we can do practically as we're looking to God and trusting him? Because actually, reflecting a bit more on each of these three jobs, that kind of we're a bit like as Christians, um, their victory at the end, their finishing strong, is in many ways a kind of culmination of just ordinary, everyday life for them, right? The soldier's no good in battle unless he's doing his training every day. The athlete gets up at, whatever, silly o'clock in the morning to train. The farmer gets up every day he's inspecting for weeds. The harvest is not just a one-off, one-day thing. It's a process of the whole year. Each one probably doesn't look that dramatic. It's day by day. It's little by little. It's a steady walk with Jesus. It's a steady remembering of the cross. Verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I'm suffering. Because Jesus is the ultimate soldier, right? He's the true King David. He kills the Goliath of sin and death. Um, and we, like Israel, run into the battlefield and his victory becomes our victory. Jesus is the ultimate athlete who's run the race of perfect obedience and finished strong and never missed the mark and never sins and gives us his place on the podium. Jesus is the true Lord of the harvest. He's the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. So for us, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured this cross, cross scorning at shame, we can day by day consider him who endured such opposition um, that we don't grow weary and lose heart. A day by day weeding of your own soul. It was uh, amazing to see in, in, in Haiti um, just 
a day-by-day walking with Jesus of so many people, so many members of staff. This is our medical director there. And just his faith every day when there'd be roadblocks and barricades and everyone would be saying, it's impossible, you can't travel anywhere, you can't go over the bridge, it's too dangerous. Every day he'd get over the bridge. I have no idea how. He would just, he'd get up, he'd pray, he'd trust the Lord for his safety, he'd get over the bridge. Every single day he was trusting God um, to, to do his job. Uh, there's some other guy here. Um, there he is. Uh, he can't wait, he's the guy in the middle. It's called Jacqueline. He used to drive the ambulance uh, until he was attacked last year. Uh, and um, for you know, uh, emotional reasons, he's not going back to, to driving the ambulance anymore. But he still wants to serve faithfully. And uh, so we put him in charge of the incinerator. So there, he's now doing the incinerator there. This is, this is a sneaky photo I took of him because he was praying. <laughs> I don't know whether that's a bad thing if you pray before you use the incinerator, but um, it was great. It was just great to see just part of his morning routine coming to work. He just prays and just commits uh, the day uh, to the Lord. So day by day, fixing your eyes on Jesus. In 2020, do you want to live day by day to crawl over the line whenever that day may be? or to crash through the ribbon. It is worth it. It's worth getting up a bit earlier every day uh, to have a quiet time routine and to be disciplined in prayer. A little story for you from, um, uh, about, about quiet time regime. Here it is. Um, Susanna Wesley, 17th century, right, okay, had 19 children. Just let, you, just let that sink in for a second. Um, nine of them died in infancy. Hmm. Ten remaining children. She homeschools them, uh, as well as working on the farm, supporting her husband, who is not always able to work. Sounds like she's fighting and running and doing all sorts of things. How does she keep going? This is what one biographer said about her. If a passing stranger uh, walking through the rural village of Epworth, England, on any given day between 1700 and 1720, had peered through the window of the home of the rector of the local Anglican church, he may have caught the sight of something quite strange. Depending on the time of day, this observer might have seen a woman sitting in a chair with her kitchen apron pulled over her head, reading the word of God, while ten children read, studied, and played all around her. She made time in the battlefield, in the race, she made time to remind herself of God's word. One of her children was Charles Wesley, who wrote like 6,000 hymns. You know, and can it be, hark the herald angels sing, lots of them. Um, another was John Wesley, who they thought uh, actually in his lifetime preached the gospel to over a million people in the course of his lifetime. And here is their, their mum, faithfully in the middle of day by day, day by day training, day by day, wanting to crash through the ribbon, not crawl over the line. Um, It's worth starting a one-to-one with someone, if you don't do that already. Uh, In 2015, I did a a half marathon, uh, never again. Um, And there's there's a bit on the route where you're like at mile like two, uh, and then you kind of come past the route where people are kind of just about to go over the finish line, or they're only like a mile away. You know, and you're, you're looking like quite fresh and enthusiastic. And they're looking like haggard and sweaty and, you know, like about to drop. But as they walk past, although they look kind of a bit gross, like you, you kind of envy them because you're like, oh, you're like, you're nearly there, you know. 
how does this relate to the Christian life? Well, I mean, there are some people here. You're nearly there, let's be honest. You're nearly at the end of your Christian life, right? Um, there are some sweaty people in this room. Uh, you know, some spiritual body odor. And it's amazing. And it's great. And I'll tell you, if, you don't, if you've not been in this church that long, and, um, you know, get to know some older saints uh, who can encourage you, who can keep you going, who can, you know, rub their sweat, no, um, who can just encourage you to keep going, because it's a real joy, it's a real privilege. So maybe this year, prioritise Ringo's Web, maybe think about doing a one-to-one with someone older, someone younger uh, than you. Uh, as we heard this morning, don't let comfort blind you to eternity. So let's, um, let's pray. Uh, do you want to crawl through the finish line? Do you want to crash through the ribbon? Harder, harder, harder. Glory. Uh, book review uh, would be uh, Paul Miller, uh, The J Curve. Um, started reading it uh, on my reading list for this year. Recommended by Bobby Warrenberg. Um, yeah, a lot more detail of uh, this theme of uh, death and resurrection in the Christian life. But yeah, let's take a moment of quiet now and uh, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are so gracious to us. Lord, you're so gracious. If we are faithless, you remain faithful. You cannot disown yourself. You are the true uh, David who has won the battle for us. Lord, I just pray for anyone here who is um, struggling with uh, guilt and with sin from this last year. Lord, I just pray uh, that they would know that your victory uh, you give to them. Lord, your your grace is sufficient for every sin. Lord, I just pray uh, that you'd help uh, those people here. I pray for those, Lord, that are just feeling the weight of the hardship and struggle of life and looking forward to this next year is uh, it's just really hard. Lord, I just pray you'd encourage them. Lord, I pray that you'd give them stories from your word to just encourage them to keep going. I pray for people to come alongside them, to cheer them on, to encourage them along. Lord, I pray for those um, who you've just blessed so much and given them uh, such a story and such life experience to share. I just pray, Lord, that you put it uh, on their hearts to, to share that with younger people. Lord, we just thank you uh, for your love for us and for being with us in this time. In Jesus' name, amen.